Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here by Mutahed. And uh, this is part five of the second book of Mistborn, Well Ascension. And uh, part, yeah, part five, Snow and Ash. So, chapter 49, uh, we kick off with Tinville's basically begging Ellen not to go, and they get kind of heated. And I. I don't know. I have a hard time disagreeing with either of them. And I, I yeah. felt that a lot with both Ellen and Tinwell's, um, I guess, stances throughout the book. It, It's really hard to, you know, to just to take a side between them because they're both right. You know, they both make good points. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Tinwell's a little, she's a little bit more older line of thinking, right? The whole idea of a democracy seems kind of like foreign to her which i guess is not crazy fault. yeah it's not her fault really yeah. but um at the same time there's ellen's a little bit too idealistic so it's basically she's telling him here and like not to leave and you know your people need you and how are they going to think that you're just leaving them and stuff like that yeah um Ariane's coming too and we'll but we'll it's a very short-lived thing with her um we'll we'll, we'll see right away what it is that she's trying to do with Honestly, I got kind of mad the first time. I was like, oh, my gosh. He's just using them to get away. And, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll see her in a second. Um, but, anyways, yeah, Ellen, Ellen himself, like, he, he gets what Tainwell is saying, too. You know, like, and it is hitting him, like, deep down. He He's uh, he's kind of guilty that he feels like he's abandoning his people as well, which, you know, I don't blame him. I kind of agree. Uh, sink leadership kind of thing but at the same time you know when the fate of humanity is at stake it's not not so simple mm-hmm. so as soon as they get out they get attacked by straps army and then as they're fleeing the army kind of follows them for a bit and then just kind of fizzle away and says that and his crew and like all the whole crew are watching them leave and then says that and clubs get into an argument and it's very clear that at this point the tension in the whole city is just at a you know at at the breaking point yeah, yeah. and um and you, and it, you can tell it definitely is in the city because this group of friends are starting to bicker with each other as well mm-hmm. especially when i mean when says that himself is trying to argue with people like yeah then he does. It's happening, right? Like this, it's no longer, um, you know, it, 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 like the fog of war has like kind of you know settled on the city, and it's just it, it's high tense, high, very high intensity, like kind of city right now. It's uh, which is strange. Start, sorry, no, uh, they didn't bicker in the previous book. Yeah, no, it's and I think it's because there is that sense of. Like Ellen is doing the best that he can as being a king. I don't, and I don't mean to take it away from him, but like, as far as a leader for this crew goes, they're still kind of missing a leader for that crew, and that's what Kelsier mm-hmm. was, and he was like that, like that voice, I guess. So, and because I mean, remember right how they were so defeated whenever their their army was destroyed, and Kelsier yeah. comes in like all nonchalant and happy and stuff. They and don't then they start throwing out jokes. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, right? So this is not... Um, this is For them, they just don't have that presence. So anyways, ironically, Sazed and the club start arguing about religion. And uh, 
class brings up a good point. It's like, you can't, you know, you're just like a fence sitter. You, you agree with all the religions, even if they contradict with each other. You know, that's not, you, you take the easy road and say, it's just like, in fact, it's not the easy road. In fact, it's a hard road because I have to learn to respect. And it's just like, oh boy. Like, you know, <laughs> you don't bring religion and politics into a friend's discretion. And you definitely don't when the politics have brought war to your doorstep. And now you're going to argue our religion with your friends. It's like, ooh. So that's a no-no. Um, but I, I did highlight this one thing, which I thought was funny. Um, clubs. Uh, no, actually, sorry. This is a little bit later, but it has to do with the religion thing. So we'll get to that in a second. Anyways, um, there's a lot of POV jumps in this whole part. Like, Oh, yeah. Seeing uh, all the perspectives. Yeah, they, especially because later we'll get into the full, like, full-on battle for Luthado. Um, there are a lot of POV jumps. And I mean, within one chapter, you'll have like something like three or four different POV jumps. So I'll try and make sure that I make the transition between them smooth. So then the POV jumps to Straff. It's impossible and... to make it as smooth as the, act- as the actual book. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was done very well. It, was, yeah. it, it didn't take you out of the like action like hardly ever. And if it did, it was like, Meaningful. Did very, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it made sense. So, anyways, Straff gets word gets word that Vin's left the city, and he doesn't attack. He actually pulls his army back. Mm-hmm. And Clubs expected this because he is a master general, I guess. Um, and basically, he's just going to let the Coloss attack the city, and then he's going to go in and mop the rest of the Coloss up. Um, but he Straff himself is not in good shape. Like he's like uh sweating and just feeling like crap. And he calls for Amaranta, that one woman, the healer girl. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> turns out that it wasn't actually Zane that was poisoning him. It was Amaranta. She and she hasn't been poisoning him. She's just been constantly drugging him. So now he's been he's actually addicted to drugs. And right now he's actually going through withdrawals. So in his fit of rage, he kills her. And, but he kind of like randomly chooses a drug, hoping pretty, that this one will. Pretty uh, brutally, too. Yeah, kinda. he kind of chokes her out, like, right? Like, yeah, it was not pleasant. <laughs> like, um, the way that he described Amaranta's like reaction, I can just, I, I met the meme, I have made a terrible mistake comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckles, I'm in danger. Right, like, like, oh boy, I completely miscalculated. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, um, and plot twist, or I guess spoilers, he survives, you know, he doesn't die to the OD or withdrawal, not OD. Um, so that's the end of chapter 49. Chapter 50, it starts off with Arian's point of view. I'm not gonna lie, sorry, no, no, go ahead. I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking that that whenever he survived this, that he would be the villain for next book. That's, uh, oh, the Straff would be the villain uh-huh. for, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought that would be the case. Because, the, um, and I'm glad they didn't go that way. Because yeah. then it's just like, all right, okay, so now we got to throw overthrow another Emperor. So, like, basically Final Empire 2.0. Not even <laughs> Final Empire 2.0, because here's two problems with that. One, he's not a god like Lord Ruler was. Two, mm-hmm. 
he took over a weakened empire with a then weakened army. So it this really shouldn't be that difficult to overthrow him. So like, yeah, it, I'm glad that he did not go down that road of like just I'm gonna replace a Lord Ruler with another Lord Ruler. And he's not really a Lord Ruler, he's more like, I don't know, a sergeant ruler. <laughs> Landlord ruler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I, I like <laughs> So I thought it would have been cool though um not strafing the villain but some of the themes and stuff he had to go he would have to go through like the drugs that he has to keep on t- taking Oh like if he had survived like Yeah yeah he would have to uh he would have to take the drugs all the time uh to stay alive so I thought that'd be pretty cool no, I agree. Um, it would have been interesting to see what kind of havoc he would have caused. Maybe not as a Lord Ruler, because, you know, he would only be able to hold on to really lose it all properly mm-hmm. with the kind of army that he has. But yeah, but we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, Chapter 50 kicks off with Ariana's being... Um, I, I, used to, I use the word saved here very loosely. She gets saved by bandits, but really she kind of manipulated them into, you know, taking her to set and Orion is kind of like breeze right like you kind of expect that she's like this manipulating you know rich snobby girl who's um you know only in it for herself and stuff like that she's really not like she's Uh kind of proven herself and again proves herself here she's trying to pull set into helping out breeze right like if she can pull Seth's army in, and then Seth's army can attack um, Draft, that that could save them. Yeah. So, uh, kind of giving him a chance kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, and then a POV switches again to Elend, and Luke isn't sure if they're being followed. Later we'll find out this is Justice, I think, is following them. Um, Vin's not sh- uh, it, she's like watching the mist spirits and stuff like that. Um, so she thinks it could be the mist spirit, and then kind of that that's about it for that part. And then the POV jumps again to Straff, and this point is when he will actually like officially order the retreat to let the Coloss kind of come in and attack. And then POV jumps again. <laughs> and he's uh this time it says that discussing the defenses with clubs and this is i told I you one of you want to make it as smooth as him <laughs> yeah right it's, oh my god it's nuts <laughs> sanderson is a master writer dude it's i, I don't care what this I'm is like saying. his second book dude i know it's it's weird was this I, after the this was after wheel of time wasn't it no no no, oh. no. wheel of time he he started writing Wheel of Time even after the... I think he wrote the first book of Stormlight Archives. What? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure because Wheel of Time... Or Stormlight Archives came out in 2011. And <clears throat> he wrote The Gathering Storm in... Oh, Gathering Storm is Wheel of Time. 20, oh, 2009. Okay, yeah. So, never mind. He did oh, write Wheel in, of Time before. In between, okay. Yeah. But... Regardless, we're not talking about Wheel of Time. We're not talking about Stormlight Archive. We are talking about Well of Ascension. So anyways, Seizet is discussing the defenses with clubs. And 
it, <laughs> his club's kind of. I, I guess this is his way of showing that he feels kind of bad about the argument they had earlier. Mm-hmm. And then Satan starts preaching this um, this club uh, clubs this religion that worked that worshipped art. Mm-hmm. And then say uh, clubs is at first was like against it a lot, and then he realized that it was about art, and he kind of like pauses for a second. Yeah, and yeah, clubs is was... like you know. Why are you gonna preach this kind of religion to me? Why why not someone like that worship warfare or soldiers or you know battle and stuff like that? And I love how he says he goes because Lord Clident, um, that is not you. It is what you must do, but it is not you. I, I highlighted this and I actually put a note next to it, um, where it's like the Batman quote. It's like it's not what you are underneath; it's what you do that defines you. And that's literally opposite of what Seizet said. Because Seizet is basically saying what you do is not who you are. Whereas Batman is saying, it's what you do that defines you. So, um, yeah, I guess Seizet and Batman have to... Best voice actor. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm a bat. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I thought that... that, um, Interaction was kind of cool. Uh, clubs and says that I don't think have too much interaction before, so it's kind of nice to see the most grumpy person in the group um, interact with the most calm, level-headed guy in the group. So I thought that was kind of cool. So then she goes to see Tinwell, and in the mean, like on the way there, she he runs in the docks, and Doc's kind of he's kind of become the de facto leader now, right? That now that Ellen's gone. Yeah, and Docs is basically uh, gonna have one of each person in the crew at each gate. Docs is gonna keep himself in like the messenger station, like relaying orders to each of the like different gate defenses and stuff like that. And he's—I mean, for what it's worth, he's doing a relatively good job. So I'm, you know, can't complain there. Docs is great. Yeah, I like Docs. For I wish much longer we have him. Um, I wish they showed him more in this book. Yeah, I I really have to. I know you were talking about this earlier, back before we actually got to this point, and when you were saying like, you know, I wish we got more of Doc. I, I felt Dad. I really have to agree, right? Because I totally, you know, I, I want I love Doc's in the first book, and then we got like none of him in this book, and then now yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna get him anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so after this, Seiza goes to meet with Tinwell, and I, I, in my notes I wrote, she's upset that they sent away their big gun. Um, and again, you know, it's like, I, they, if they think that she's a hero of ages, he, she brings up a good point that if she truly is a hero of ages, she's not going to die. Yeah, you know, like, she's true. just not going to die, right? So yeah. sending her away, it's like stealing their fate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she basically can, she in her own way, in her own grouchy mother's way, confesses that she loves him basically, and then the war drums begin. This is kind of an epic moment. I don't know why. Like, that's God, please, just leave it to voice specialist people. You, my God. It would have been better if I had actual uh, talent. No, I don't know. Chapter fifty one. Actual instrument. Building a fire. You know what I mean? Stop. <laughs> and then uh, 
uh, watches in the fire, she sees this mist spirit that's like standing over Ellen in the tent. So that's actually one thing too. It's in the tent, like it's inside, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't even before when we saw the mist spirit, I I still think that we had seen it only like outside, like outdoors. So it's standing over Ellen, and like Finn kind of jumps at it, and the mist like disappears, and then Spook comes back reporting this five men following them and this is they have this kind of sweet moment between spook and vin where they're kind of talking about kelsey and stuff and vin realizes that he like he really cared for kelsey a lot right like he kind of looked up to him like Claus was his uncle but kelsey was his hero um, he may have been your father but he, but he only your daddy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Claus isn't his father either, so. He may have been your uncle, but he wasn't your, your papa. <laughs> That's the same thing as a father. <laughs> Maybe your definition. And then Spook, I, I felt really bad for Spook here. I'm just going to ignore you. I felt really bad for Spook here. He's, you know. Just like he, everywhere else in life. You know, he's just. <laughs> He he thinks he doesn't add much to the actual like group at all, and he does, right? Because he's like one of the most talented ten eyes in all of Luzido. But is Scratch like, better? Do you think? I don't think so. I'll be honest, I don't think so. Because and and I'll tell you what, I have a feeling because the people who live on the streets they have to use their stuff for survival a lot more often. I have a feeling that he's uh that he's uh. You, more, you more acute. Like he's more skilled with being a tenai. All right. That's what I think, anyways. Yeah. Anyways, though, um, yeah, he feels really like he calls himself a coward and stuff like that. Vin doesn't know what this means at this point. We, as a reader, will find out a little bit later that it's because he knows that they're running away from battle and stuff, so he feels extra guilty. So it about stops there, and then POV jump. Surprise, surprise. The Sezed and their uh, the crew are watching the Coloss approach, and man, that <laughs> it's like oncoming horde and stuff like that. Like, and Sezed <laughs> talks about like even like he can't stop his scholar mind just like studying and stuff like that, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and then Docs quickly takes charge and like starts quickly sending people everywhere, and then POV jump to Straff gets where the Coloss are attacking. And then he turns his men around and starts slowly marching back. At this point, I think it's I think it's around this point it's made clear that Straff did find the right drug, but so he's he's good now. Mm-hmm. And then POV jump again. Holy crap, man! This is so much. Um, <laughs> na- like now, the Coloss horde are attacking, and God, it's terrifying. I don't even know why. It's just. Ugh, they're so big, and even the small ones carry like this one, like four or five foot long, like great sword and stuff like that. And they swing it around with one arm. Oh my god, these guys are massive! And then POV jump again, and this time it's with Vin and Ellen, and it's Justice's group that's following them. So Ellen goes, long story short, Ellen ends up killing Justice, which you know, man. I thought this was cool. I, this is what really cemented Ellen for me, I think. Uh-huh. That's like one of my favorite characters because he 
he says like you know he king. felt bad for justice you know and then but he he acted like a king you know you sent those monsters against my city you endangered my people you know i accept your apology but you must die i thought that was well i'm the sound effect maker at this episode Ding. stop <laughs> <laughs> You don't like so, it? No, I really don't. So, <laughs> Spook, at this point, can, I think, they, yeah, they get to talking a bit more, and Spook, at this point, kind of confesses that the Coloss are going to attack, and they know that they're going to attack, and and then they kind of realize that there are no terrorists in the north and stuff like that. And then, okay, so I, I know I discussed this with you earlier off, like, off recording, did you know, and I think you did say, right, that you you knew the Well of Ascension was still in Luthadel? Because, I mean, yeah. I knew, like, even before she left, right, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure the Well of Ascension is in Luthadel. Yeah. And then as soon as they left. And she it was pretty obvious, getting, but yeah, it was just confirmed. They, yeah, yeah, as soon as she left and then, the, like, the thumping was getting weaker, I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> like... Do you need to burn ATM to increase your, I don't know, your IQ level for you to pick up on this? Like, come on, dude. Like, it doesn't <laughs> get any cleaner than this. <laughs> that that part annoyed me. But yeah, the Well of Ascension is in Luthado, and then she starts heading back, but she doesn't have enough pewter to really pewter drag all the way there, which, honestly, it's better if she doesn't anyways, because as soon as she gets there, she's going to have to fight Coloss. So um, oh, she yeah. tells Ellen one quick thing, though. She tells Ellen to beware of the Mist, mist Spirit, and travel at night and not during the day. Which I'm not... Okay, if the Mist Spirit wants to come and attack Ellen, wouldn't it be easier to come and attack him during the night? Like, I, I, I understand, like, you know, that Ellen could see the Mist, but at that point, the Mist is, like, everywhere and everything, right? So... Uh, well, it can go inside buildings and tents and stuff, so it'd be yeah, able to it, kill it Yeah, it can, easier. but, like, it can only do that, like, so long, like, during the day. Do you get what I'm saying? But I guess, I guess that's actually a good point because if he sleeps during the night, yeah, then it's for sure coming in, right? Yeah. So I guess I can see that. You're not as high IQ as I am, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Vin actually develops a new form of traveling, which I thought was really cool. She like plays leapfrog with these horseshoes. Uh huh. It takes her a second to kind of get the whole rhythm down. And the way he described it was really cool. Like, and she's juggling like five of these, right? Where she throws one forward, uses the one beneath her to um, push her up, pulls the one that she had pushed off of. It's like, oh my God, it was really cool. I, very creative. I'd be, I'd be really interested to see that in like live animation. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that, though. What do you mean? Don't even get me started on my rant about why people aren't, like, like grabbing this gold mine that is known as Mistborn and making, like, movies and stuff. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, chapter 52. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so, it starts off with Breeze, and the battle's, like, going, like, full pledge at this point, right? And Breeze is, like, soothing a bunch of soldiers and stuff like that. And Clubs kind of trots over. I think he's on his horse as well. 
And Breeze tells him that soothing doesn't really work on the Colas, which I think is a kind of a... What is it? It's a foreshadowing mm-hmm. for Vin because she can do it all. But to be fair, she had to burn Duralman to do that. But yeah, we'll get to yeah. that in a second. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, and I even put a note underneath that. I assume Vin will be able to soothe them. I mean, because I think... Or, so, or sorry, Tensoon at one point did say it, right? The Condra and Colas were relatively related, so... Yeah, he said they were, like, cousins or something. Yeah, I don't so remember... The same thing that worked on him worked on them. I don't remember that ever being mentioned. Do you? Yeah, he did say, like, that they were cousins or something. They were, like, close to each other. Mm. I don't know if he ever confirmed that they were also created by the Lord Ruler, but I'm going to go out on the limb and say they were created by the Lord Ruler because if they're cousins, I'm going to say that they were created by the Lord Ruler. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, POV jumped to Vin. She's pure dragging back to Luthadel. POV jumped back to Breeze. <laughs> And then they're just kind of having their chit-chat again about, like, you know, how did they get here? And, you know, we're not good people, but I guess we are kind of thing. This is kind of a similar uh, talk that they had, like, maybe halfway through the book. Again, I like these personally. I really like Breeze's character a lot. And any more POVs that we get from him, I always be welcomed by me. Yep. POV jump again to Sezed. And then this time he's receiving word that the Eastern Great's been breached. And he tells them, I thought this was hilarious. He tells a messenger uh, to send them another leader as because, uh, because of the best soldiers that they have were taken. And he said, send him another leader because the actual leader that they do have is kind of like fidgety. He's like a young like nobleman mm-hmm. and he's not that great. And then the messenger's like, uh, but I thought that's why they sent you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh dang that could you imagine like if other soldiers heard that it's like oh my god we're so dead <laughs> our backup leader doesn't even know he's a backup leader and yeah so he sees scar are out and about and they're like watching and these guys are like they're, they're i'm pretty sure they're from the church of the survivor and they keep saying that the lady error is going to come back and save them Mm-hmm. Which I, I guess I have to ask, right? How do you know that? Uh, to my understanding, this you know this is a brand new religion, right? You guys don't have any sacred texts, right? And if you do, where do those sacred texts come from? And even <laughs> if you have sacred texts, do these texts detail prophecy, like you know prophesizing that the lady heir is going to come in and save you? And if you do, how did that prophecy come about? Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But regardless, I mean, I, okay, so I guess it's weird because it's, as I say that, they, they do turn out to be right, right? Like, she does show up and protect them. So mm-hmm. maybe, who knows? Maybe it's one of those, like, Cosmere gods that's there, provided their sacred text. Hoid? Hoid? Remember, Hoid? Kelsey Hoid? really has become a uh, a god. Maybe he is the Lord Ruler. Ah, I found it. <laughs> so, anyways, the they call him what is it, a holy witness, I think, which I thought was really cool. Which call who? Uh, they called Caesar the holy witness, right? Because they said that he's the that because 
she's a lady heir, he is a holy witness. Huh. And I thought that was, I, I was confused. I'm like, but is it? Uh, but then I started thinking, isn't that some, similar to what they call the, uh, what's his name? The announcer. Uh, Quan, yeah, the announcer, right? And like, So it's very, very similar. Uh, huh. So I think this is kind of foreshadowing, right, that he's going to be the announcer for the who is to be the new hero of ages, or the true hero of ages, I should say. Mm-hmm. So the Colossus starts scaling the walls. And I, the way that they, I, I don't know if, about you, but I imagine the attack on Titan. Yeah, I did. Right? Yeah. Where they're like on the top of the, the wall. The theme song Colossus, going on. Yeah. The Colossus grab one guy by the head, throw him back, and he's screaming on his way down and stuff like that. Like, I imagine the attack on Titan the entire time this was going on. <laughs> so Seiza starts using pewter, and then he becomes, uh, one of his pewter mines becomes big and strong and um, almost naked. <laughs> and he just starts beating the crap. So Kelsey at one point said, right, that, like, if anyone tries to get in the way of Seiza, I wouldn't want to be them, right? And he's right, dude. He says that shreds, man. Actually, one thing, forgot to add. Um, I actually got these chapters mixed up. Vin, at this point, happens upon a Scott village where she gets a horseshoes and starts, you know, doing her little tired juggling all the way to Luthadel. So, sorry about that. It's actually this chapter, not last chapter. But that's it for chapter 52. 53. Uh, we start off at Straff's. Uh, what do you call it? POV. Um, he's feeling better, uh, and he found the drug that Amarana, Amaranta was using on him. And he says he thinks that they should attack later after the Colossus are done with the city, so that you know he can go in and clean it up later on. And that, and then it goes to Cezed's, uh point of view. He figures he gets a message from Doxon's little messenger guy saying that Tinwell's wall has been breached and then he goes to fight some more whenever the gate like flies open and then basically like the Colossus are just flooding in and then Clubs gets killed like really badly he gets his arm ripped off or was like slashed off of him that yeah, was he, really sad yeah okay dude the way that I, I'm imagining this from a cinematic perspective right the way that they describe how clubs kind of gets shredded and breeze i imagine this guy who's like just screaming holding his head like just terrified and stuff yeah clubs's death really hit me uh because like the reaction of breeze too was yeah kind of like sad this whole chapter was sad because dachshund like gets i think he gets beheaded or something like that you don't really say. He, like, kind of just grabs a sword and, like, goes off to fight, and he just kind of face a black. Yeah. Poor, poor Doxon. Then it goes to Ariane, uh, and she tries to tell Set that they, that Set and his army should go attack the Colossus because that's kind of all that they have, and the Colossus are killing all that they have. Um, and Seized, uh, it goes back to say Zed, and they're just fighting and fighting and fighting. And then Vin shows up, and she fights, and I believe takes control of the Colossus here. Was it here? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
And Breeze is still Wait, hiding. No, sorry, it was chapter 54. I think she takes control of the Colossus. Okay, yeah. Uh, so she's like, the Colossus were actually showing kind of fear almost because of how like how much she was tearing them apart. Mm, yeah, uh, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of get a, a tiny aftermath at the end of this chapter. We see like the dead people and stuff and that Breeze is huddled in the little corner that was really sad to see yep that was really sad to see because he's always like the dude that makes everything funny and light and he's the one that's like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i i felt really bad about all this it was not it was not light this this whole last like two three yeah. chapters it yeah it was definitely very grim mm-hmm not grim dark, but grim. <laughs> um, and then we go to chapter fifty four. Uh, Vin's still fighting the Coloss, um, and she's like super tired from fear drag. We, I guess, forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, she was traveling for a long time. I don't remember how long exactly, but. Well, they said that, I mean, Ellen was, like, probably two days out, right? Like, so she was Peter Dragon for at least a day, maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think uh, they said Ellen was two days out by, the, like, he would reset two days by the time. I would or, say half a day, because. Yeah, because she, I mean, I don't know Ellen how, has how long sleep, she was doing so. the, the freaking horseshoe juggling. Yeah. Um. And then Cesar goes to Hastings to try to get Penrod to, to do something but he's not um <laughs> uh, and then he doesn't let anyone in like he's got like a huge uh keep it's in keep hastings and he's not letting anybody in she tries to soothe the coloss and it works Vin does. um yeah she used that the duralum yeah yeah um, what do you think about this because i didn't remember where this was hinted at, I didn't like it at the time. But now that I know that it was hinted at, I'm fine with it. It was hinted in the sense that, like, she influenced or did, you know, emotional elements. He soothed using Duralumin on Tensoon. I just didn't know that they were related in the first place. Colas and Condra. I, don't, mm. I still don't remember. That's but, fine. Yeah. So then she grabs control of them. Uh, and it's not like a first-person sort of control. She kind of commands them, and they do what she commands. Yeah, so I guess I it makes sense, though, right? Because that means this is how Lord Ruler was controlling them all. Uh-huh. So people always wondered how he was able to keep control of them, and that's it. Um, and then she Vin uh, convinces Penrod uh, to... I think to let the people in. Um, yeah, he's and, a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then they still need to deal with Strath's army, you know? Like, they got Jossus's army, and they got Lucidel's yeah. army in here. But they Jossus's still... army is a Coloss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got it as in, like, oh, they yeah. got got, you know? So they still have a set army and a strap army to fight. 
and it goes to say Zed's point of view, and he finds Tinwill. Yeah, and that was it, really sad. Okay, so the way that he they described like this ending, right? The, he's like searching through his religion to find out how he can like deal with this himself. Yeah. And he just comes to the conclusion that religion sucks, basically, right? Like he, <laughs> this part, this part, not not Doxon, not 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 uh, what's his name, Close, not Tinwell. Well, I guess Tinwell technically because of this, but this part right here, seeing Seiza broken like this, this oh part like god. really hit me. Like, yeah. oh my god, it was oh, it's too much. He's my favorite character, or one of my favorites, and that that didn't feel good. Yeah, uh, the way I don't even know it, it. It was too much. I I felt so bad for the dude. Right, like he. I can just imagine. You know, again, I, I think of all the way that, in my opinion, the best authors are the ones that can uh, give you a great imagery in your mind, like epic or cinematic type imagery. In my opinion, are the ones that stick out you know yeah and this one i can just imagine him just like you know walking up with like weak legs exhausted and he just like kind of collapses on his knees and stuff like that and he's just uh yeah i didn't like he, it. like i just want to read some of these lines right like he didn't want to feel warm at the moment like yeah, and then his tears were cold, um, and that didn't give him any comfort. I remember that part. Yeah, he he, um, he tried to think of something proper to say, something proper to think, but suddenly all of his religious knowledge seemed hollow. What was the use in giving her a burial? What was the value in speaking the prayers of a long-dead god? What good was he? The religion of Dardarda hadn't helped clubs. The survivor hadn't come to rescue thousands of soldiers who had died. What was the point? So it's kind of like, you you know, one of those things, um, and I'm sure like every religious person kind of goes to this where they talk to other people about religion and stuff, but then whenever they face a very emotionally traumatic moment and they kind of get tested in that sense, or what they would say is like, you know, them being tested. And sometimes they don't really have the answers in that moment, you know, and yeah. they do start thinking, it's like, what's the point, right? Like, uh-huh. Dardarda, right? The, because he, he always claimed, right? Like, I believe in all these religions. Okay, where was Dardarda when Clubs was about to die? And when he did die, you know, where was he? And then where was mm-hmm. the survivor, Kelsier? Where was he mm-hmm. when all of his soldiers were getting killed? Yeah, it was, uh, this part right here, this to me was devastating. If anything, like if the rest of the book didn't contain significant stuff, I would have said that this right here, um, maybe one more. Like if if it ended here, just this chapter, not even anything else, just this chapter. Because this is like an, a mini aftermath, right? Know? Yeah, right. So. And and it, the only reason that it doesn't end here is that this is not Seiza's book, right? Yeah, like the book is this, the series is not about Seiza. Right, like the like the first book, you could argue is more about Kelsey and Vin. This one is more about Vin and Ellen. This like says has not even part of this, right? So if it was this chapter being the end, would have been perfect. Uh-huh. Like the last line, my life, my life, he thought has been a sham. Like, I mean, oh my god, this must have been what people who watched um, Empire Strikes Back on release. This must have been what they felt. 
<laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. Just, sorry. Go ahead. Chapter fifty-five. Uh, I just, I really had to rant about that. That this chapter was one of my favorite in the entire trilogy. It was awesome. Yeah. Too good. It goes to so chapter fifty-five. We go to Straff's army. Basically, there's a little mini battle, and then Vin goes in, kills Straff. Um, too quickly, I think she should have let him die a little slower, but, you know. Uh, and then the Colas attack, and Ariane goes in, um, which kind of, I guess, Seth's army was obligated to go into. Um, yeah, she's just like... Yeah. All right, well, I guess we had... Like, they weren't planning on going to, like, join Straff. Like, they were actually going to join Straff, I think. Yeah, and... but then they end up joining Vince because... I would want to join Colas too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have updated in knowledge and it says that we need to join the Colas. Yeah. And without a leader, Straff's army just kind of crumbles. They surrender. Um, and she makes all the all the kings become unkings. Wow. Yeah. They are going to serve Ellen now. Uh, but And then she also kills Straff. Yeah I, yeah, I said that. Oh, sorry, I must have missed that. But yeah, I'm, okay, so the way she actually describes, like, her killing him, like, he, she comes billowing out of the mist with this massive sword and, like, cuts him. Mm-hmm. And I think they actually specifically said not even cuts him clean down the middle. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a little bit off-center, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I think it kills a horse, too, or something. Yeah, poor horse. I was just like, dude, you could have just like <laughs> been the sideways. Yeah, like <laughs> cut down and then turn. I don't know. It... Yeah, but I guess the horse had to go too. Alamancers, they affect everything. You know, they use a, a poor soldier as an anchor, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe she, maybe she is more like what Zane had wanted. Like she is kind of just that ruthless. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so Straff surrenders. I guess Straff doesn't surrender, his army does, because Straff's <laughs> dead. Uh and dead, all, baby. all the kings became unkinged to end. <laughs> uh <laughs> um and yeah. Basically that's that's the end of the part. Yep, and that's uh, it for part five. Snow and Ash. Next uh, week, we'll be going to our part six. Oh, and steel. Stay Zed was also thinking about the 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 words in like what do you call it? That log, not the logbook, the the writing on the wall. Um, it all words it, in steel. Yeah, it all <laughs> translated to he in English, but the the pronoun was like not specific so it could have been a girl and that's what he's thinking like vin is probably maybe the hero of ages probably the hero of ages yep um and i guess if she's a hero of ages then he is gonna be the announcer uh-huh so well that's about it for this episode part five snow and ash next up part six and we'll be done with the love ascension and then yep. on to the Hero of Ages to finish off the trilogy. I'm excited. You're excited. You've already read it. I'm excited. I'm excited to go through it again. I will say this, though. Um, for the listeners, unfortunately, we are going to have to start slowing down the pace a bit. Not not too terribly much. Probably a little bit 
closer to the pace that we had when we picked up the pace towards the end of Final Empire, that that style. But the pace of doing one part per episode is just extremely draining. Yeah, it was a bit much. It yeah, was like it's... 12 chapters. We we could do half that. You know, yeah, five, six. yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it doesn't. It won't even be clean next time, right? So, um, I don't know how much it matters that we make sure that like it makes it clean, right? Like, if, so if it's twelve chapters, maybe we can do like seven, and then maybe we do five, or maybe we can do six the next time around. There's no reason that we have to stop, you know, cleanly at the end of a part. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that we maybe do half parts. We if could we really want to make it clean. You know, again, it depends on. We'll see on a week by week basis, but it's just doing one whole part of the time. I, I felt like our quality of like, you know, analysis and summary was starting to suffer at some point. So, um, yeah. wanted to take a step back and make sure that we're not rushing through it just for the sake of rushing through it. We'll get there when we get there. We got to get to Stormlight now tomorrow. Yeah. But as always, just let us know if. Um, there's anything we can do to improve maybe you know if you prefer that we do start meeting up face to face again to do these recordings just from a technical perspective or you know whatever just let us know and as always please join us on our discord channel which are on on all the episode notes please follow us on twitter at, at under at pod underscore bookkeeper and until next time thank you everyone